today I want us to focus on uh, living in the resurrection. Living into the resurrection. And uh, today, as we uh, think about the Holy Spirit is calling us each to, I want us to believe, I want us to understand and believe that God is calling us, especially in these days. I don't think it's any accident that the peak of this pandemic is happening on Holy Weekend, Good Friday, Saturday, and today, Easter Sunday. And what is God speaking to us about? What is God calling us to? And I believe he's calling us to live in the joy and to live in the hope of the resurrection. And how do you do that? How does somebody do that? I think Carlos and Chandra have been doing that, even despite mm -hmm. the disappointments, the suffering, the difficulties that they've gone through. They've done that. And we can do that, too. There's a, um, uh, let's see, I'm not clicking here. Uh, am I sharing on my screen here? No. Well, I wanted to share a story with you. I don't know if we're uh, getting this. Uh... Oh, here we go. Okay. Uh, one of the... Uh, great Christian leaders of our time is Rick Warren. Some people ask me if I'm ever related to him because we have the last same last name. And I always tell him, well, he's my brother, but uh, not my blood brother. He's pastor of Saddleback Church, over 30,000 people. And a few years ago, he and his wife Kay went through a devastating loss when their 27-year-old son, Matthew, had taken his own life after battling depression and mental illness for many years. And about a year after the tragedy, people asked him, how have you made it? How have you kept on going through your pain, through your suffering? His reply was, the answer, the answer is Easter. You see, the death and the burial of the resurrection of Jesus Christ happened over three days, he said. Friday was the day of suffering and pain and agony. Saturday was a day of doubt and of confusion and of misery. And then, but Easter, that Sunday, was a day of hope and victory. Rick Warren said this, here's the fact of life. You'll face these three days over and over in your lifetime. And when you do, you'll find yourself asking, as I did, three fundamental questions. Number one, what do I do in my days of pain and anxiety and loss? Two, how do I get through the days of doubt and confusion? And three, how do I get to the days of joy and victory? And the answer is Easter. He said the answer is Easter. And I want to challenge you today that we are, that God is calling us to live into the resurrection today. And what do I mean by that? Well, we're spending a lot of time in our home physically. But where are we mentally, spiritually, emotionally? And I believe God wants us to live mentally, emotionally, and spiritually into the resurrection. You know, we're, we're called as followers of Jesus to move from Good Friday 
the pain and the agony of Good Friday to the silence and confusion of Saturday and into the joy and the hope of the resurrection. But a lot of times we are stuck in Saturday. Jesus stepped from the violence of Good Friday and laid in the tomb on Saturday and then rose in the light of the resurrection on Sunday. And so can we. We can move from gloom and darkness to light and victory in Christ. And tragedy, disease, and justice may be all around us. And yet the resurrection, say, evil, resurrection says evil does not win in the end. The resurrection of Jesus Christ says there is a living hope that we can understand that and we can experience it in our life today. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, he intersected heaven to earth and made things different forever after his resurrection. Now, one day we know the fullness of his victory will be, uh, we'll all experience in heaven. Up until then, we live in that victory and we live in that hope of understanding it fully and experiencing fully. But still today, we can experience the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, and understand that and live in that. You know, some people never connect to the resurrection of Christ from the dead. They don't ever experience what it means to do that. The disciples really did not. When you look at the gospel accounts, uh, they were stuck in Saturday, even though it was Sunday. And when we look at that, we can look closely in uh, John chapter 20. In John chapter 20, it says that um, Mary stood outside the tomb crying. Now, Mary Magdalene, it's, it's pretty amazing that Mary Magdalene was the one and some of the other women who went to the tomb first. And as she went there, she went there to anoint the body of Jesus and, um, and with the other women. But when she got there, the tomb was rolled away. The tomb had been rolled away, and they looked into an empty tomb. And Mary stayed there, and as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels. It says that they were sitting at the foot and at the head where Jesus would have been laying. And they asked her, and she was crying, and they asked her, why are you crying? Now, they're asking her this question because the angels understand what happened to Jesus. He was resurrected. This is the greatest victory in all of heaven. And they're rejoicing in that. But Mary is stuck in Saturday. She's stuck in mourning, silence, and grief, and loss. And she said, really, they've taken my Lord away. I don't know where they put him. And then she turns around at that moment. And standing there is Jesus. And she looks at him, but she doesn't realize, the Bible says she doesn't realize that it was Jesus. Do you know, sometimes in our life, grief is so powerful in our life that we don't recognize the presence or the goodness of God, even when we're going through stress or we're going through difficult times like we are, everybody is now. We question God, we question ourselves, the circumstances that are happening in the world. And we wonder what God is doing. But I wanted you to know that Jesus did not just 
stand there and let Mary wallow in her doubt or in her fear. She said, sir, thinking that Jesus was a gardener, she said, sir, if you've, uh, if you've laid him, uh, you know, if you've, if, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I'll get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary, Jesus said to her, Mary, she, and she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, Rabboni. And what Jesus, and what she was doing is she turned to Jesus and she said, Lord, uh, I want, I want to hold on to you. And, and going instead, and she went to Jesus and, and then, uh, and Jesus said, uh, Mary, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and them, and I'm ascending to, to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, and she said, I've seen the Lord. And she told them that she, all the things that Jesus had said to her. Now, it's interesting that Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. We know the history of Mary Magdalene. It was probably probably a very shaded past. Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. Jesus had delivered seven demons out of her. And it's interesting that if Jesus could have appeared to anybody at that day, he could have appeared to Pilate. He could have appeared to the religious leaders. He could have appeared first to the disciples, but he chose Mary, Mary Magdalene. And so he sp spoke to her and he spoke into her life and he spoke into her hope. And she re began to realize that Jesus was resurrected. And then instead of calling her him Rabboni and telling the disciples, and Rabboni actually means that uh, it's the highest form of a rabbi. It's the, it's the greatest name for a title for a rabbi. Rab meaning the least, rabbi meaning a teacher, but Rabboni meaning the master teacher, the greatest teacher, the teacher of teachers. But then when she turns and tells the disciples, she says, I've seen the Lord. She saw Jesus as he really was, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. When the disciples, when they come and, and the disciples come there and uh, they, they speak with uh, the women, the Bible says they did not believe the women because the words seemed to them like nonsense. You see, even the disciples had a hard time believing Jesus was alive, that the resurrection actually happened. They didn't believe the women. They had no context for this kind of news in their mind. They were living in Saturday. They were living in doubt and fear, confusion, and silence. And they were staying there. Even though it was Sunday, they were living in Saturday. And they were gripped with fear. And uh, the Bible says that uh, they didn't stay there. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them. Do you know that Jesus... He went and he approached Mary and he spoke her name and he brought her through from that doubt and confusion into faith and living in the reality of the resurrection. And he did the same thing with the disciples. He sees these disciples, they're, 
locked in their rooms. It's kind of like we are in this day and age. We're kind of in lockdown, right? And a lot of times we can be in our houses, but we're really in a lot of fear and understandably so. We're wondering about the future. We're wondering about uh, what's going to happen uh, if we contract the coronavirus or if somebody of our loved ones do, or maybe we have even experienced that in our family or even have lost somebody to this terrible disease. And so a lot of times we're living with that fear, living with that uh, difficulty, and Jesus is calling us out to trust him. And he's speaking to us, I want to give you my peace, not as the world gives, but I want to give you a supernatural peace that you can experience and understand in your soul, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Peace be with you, he said. And after that, he showed them his hands and his side. And the disciples, they were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Uh, it changed them completely. The resurrection and understanding the resurrection and who Jesus was totally changed their perspective and how they thought about their own life and how they thought about who Jesus was. They began to understand who he was. You know that today uh, we, we need to understand what Jesus, who Jesus is and what he has done and the power of the resurrection. Uh, a lot of times we are kind of stuck living in Saturday or also we, we just don't, haven't really given the time about who Jesus is or understanding of who he really is and his resurrection. We haven't really researched it. We haven't thought about it. We haven't become convinced of it. I, met, I know at one time in my life, I lived apart from understanding the resurrection. I had gone to church as a child. I had been exposed to the gospel. It wasn't that people didn't tell me about Jesus and they didn't, and I celebrated Easter, but I didn't celebrate really the resurrection personally in my own life. And people would ex try to explain it to me and it wasn't their fault. It wasn't their fault that they didn't explain it right. It's just that for me, I thought that's okay for you to believe in that and to really make it the center of your life. But, but uh, I'll tell you, it just doesn't, doesn't resonate with me. It's not relevant to me. And a lot of people are like that. Uh, they just don't feel like it's relevant to them. And, and do you know what was really stopping me from believing in Jesus Christ? It was my own pride, my own self-sufficiency. It was thinking that I could run my life the best way that I saw fit. And if I needed God in an emergency, I would call on him. But you know, God wants so much more for us. He wants us to live in the reality of the resurrection, that he is present with us and that his power is over everything, even death. And so he can take the fear, he can take the fear out of our lives and replace it with peace, replace it with love, replace it with hope. And that's what he did with the disciples. And that's what he does with us. You know, there came a point in my life where I just had to humble myself and say, God, I want you in my life. I want to understand who you are. And then I want to follow you. 
more than I ever have before. You know, there's a story about Billy Graham. And there's a story about uh, Billy Graham as when he was in the height of his career, when he is reaching hundreds of thousands of people, he became ill and he was ended up in the hospital. And he said one night when he was in the hospital, he really thought he was going to die. And fear gripped his heart at that moment. And then he thought, I've got to pray. And do you know what he prayed? Billy Graham, here is this man who was used by God so much. He said, I didn't tell God I'm a preacher and I've, I've shared the gospel with hundreds of thousands of people. All he said is, he said, Lord, I'm a sinner and I'm depending on you to save me. I'm depending on your forgiveness. I'm depending on your resurrection. I'm depending on who you are to save me, not on my own merits, not on my own strength, not on anything that I've done. You know, one of the famous songs that they used to sing at every Billy Graham uh, rally was, uh, just as I am without one plea, but that your blood was shed for me. And so Billy Graham understood this truth. And he was, of course, he lived on many, many years after that. God healed him, God restored him, and, and he went on to preach many, many, many more years. But one of the things that he discovered was that he didn't have to fear death. And that's really what the scripture says. It says that Jesus has set us free from the fear of death. It says that he broke the power of the devil who had the power of death, and he did it by dying on the cross for us. And he did it by resurrecting again. And you and I can experience that power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. God wants us to experience that. You know, the Bible says that Jesus went back into that room and he spoke to the disciples and he said again with them, Jesus said again, peace be with you. Why did he say it again? I think it's because we need, we often, uh, lose our peace. We often uh, hold, you know, we can see the news and we can see uh, or we can hear things or what if so something has happened before and, and we think, well, what if that could happen to me again? And Jesus has to speak into our lives peace. Now, the thing that Jesus spoke into the disciples was peace. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. You know, I think it's, not, it's kind of ironic that today we're all wearing masks and we don't want to breathe in the coronavirus. And, and I think we should wear masks and we should take every precaution. But you see, in this time, Jesus was saying, but for you, for your soul, for your emotional and mental health, what you need is the Holy Spirit. And we need to open up our hearts, our minds, our mouths, and say, Jesus, I need you. I need you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I need your peace. I need to have your purpose and plan for my life. And I want to trust you for that. You know, if you're here today and and, and you're listening in and you've never 
never have really opened up your heart to Jesus Christ in that way. I want to invite you to do that right now. I want you to pray with me. I want you to just humble yourselves before the Lord and ask him, ask him, Lord Jesus, pray with me right now. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I confess you as the Lord. I believe that you rose from the dead. And Lord, I want you to save me, to forgive me, and come into my life by the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray this in your most holy name, Jesus. Amen. You know, I prayed a prayer like that when I was 18 years old, and God revolutionized my life. But you know, since then, I've also had to pray and ask God to renew my faith, to deepen my faith, to revive me so that I could live for him in the present time that I was in or circumstance that I'm in. And it's one of those times now where I need revival. I need renewal in my heart and in my mind and in my soul and my emotions. And God wants me to depend upon him. And God wants you to depend upon him and to live into the resurrection like the disciples lived into the resurrection. Well, how do you do that? How do you practically do that? There's three ways to live into the resurrection. One is to hear God speak to you, read his word, and then hold on to his promises. That's one way that God wants He wants to be speaking to you. You know what he said? He spoke Mary's name when when he said Mary. She turned around and she realized who it was. It was Jesus. He spoke to the disciples and he met them. And he speaks into our lives too. He knows your name. He knows my name. He knows your family's names. He knows everything about everything that is happening around us today. And he's holding out his hand and he's holding out his arms to you. And he wants to hold you and to carry you through this time. How do you hear him speak? Well, I really believe that the word of God and the promises of God are are, are the main way that God speaks to us. And so I encourage you to read his word. If you've never read the Bible before, begin to read the Bible and ask God to speak to you through his word. Begin to recognize how he's at work. You know, Mary at first didn't even recognize Jesus. She thought he was the gardener. You know, there's times that God shows up in our life through circumstances and and situations, and he's revealing himself to us. Even that you're listening here today and watching uh, this uh, service here today is one way that God is speaking to you, and he's reminding you that he loves you and he cares about you. The other one is to live with God with a God-given purpose and a renewed faith. And that's what God wants us to do. You know what he said to the disciples? As I was sent, so send I you. And so Jesus was sent by the Father by depending on God, depending on God, his Father. He was able to do what he was able to accomplish. And all the miracles he was able to accomplish was because he depended on his Father. He only did what his Father wanted him to do. And the third thing that Jesus did was he received the fullness and the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to receive the fullness and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. 
And so I would encourage you to remember that Jesus does love you, that he cares about you, that he understands what you're going through, and he wants you to call out on him and to, to receive him into your life. And if you've already done that, and so, some people, many of the people listening have already, uh, you, you know, you've, you've received Christ, you've been going to church, you've been baptized, uh, you're a believer in Christ, but there's something more that God is calling you into, a greater dependence, a greater dependence on the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit than you've ever had before, that you've ever needed before in your life. You know, after the resurrection, Jesus met with his disciples for 40 days, and then they were usually in lockdown, afraid of the Jews, afraid of being arrested, afraid of ending up just like uh, Jesus would at, be crucified. And so what they did is they, they, they spent time with Jesus, and he taught them, and he spoke into their lives, and he prepared them. And he said, but wait, there's going to be a promise that I'm going to give you, the promise that the Father said that the Holy Spirit would come and fill you. And then on the 50th day after the resurrection, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and filled the disciples and then sent them out to speak God's word and to pray for people and to love people and to serve as he had gifted them. And you know, I believe that maybe we're going to be in lockdown for the next 40 or 50 days. We may. But during that time, I believe that God wants us to draw closer to him and for him to speak into our lives and for him to manifest his presence and power through the Holy Spirit. He knows your name. He knows what you're going through. He knows your concerns, and he wants you to pray to him. He wants you to turn those worries, anxieties, fears over to him and allow him to work in your life. I want to leave you with this golden verse that we've that I've spoken about and that has been shared before. It is what Martha questioning Jesus why he hadn't showed up, why he hadn't showed up before her brother died. Jesus, if you were here, you could have done something about this. You know, whenever we're going through grief or we're going through loss, we're, we're always thinking, man, if I could have just done this, maybe this would have changed. Maybe that person wouldn't have passed away. Maybe this situation wouldn't have happened. We often get stuck in Saturday by doing that. We get stuck in the gloom and the doom of Saturday. And God wants to bring us into the resurrection and living into the resurrection. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. How do we live in the resurrection? We live with Jesus. We get to know Jesus. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And then he asked Martha this question, do you believe this? And that's the question I leave with you today. Do you believe this? And if you do, I encourage you to speak the name of Jesus today, to call out to him. The Bible says, if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we'll be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will never be ashamed. They'll sense his presence.
So I encourage you to call on the name of Jesus today. And Jesus can break fear. He can break the fear of death. He can bring healing to our bodies. He can bring comfort in our grief. He can be everything that we need at this moment in our lives because he is alive. He is risen and he loves you and I. Let's pray. Father God, today, right now, we open up our hands to you. Just open up your hands to the Lord today, right now, right where you are. Open up your hands. It's just a sign of saying, Lord, I want to receive from you. Today, we need your peace, Lord. We need your presence. You are the risen Christ. You won the victory over death. You won the victory over Satan. You won the victory over fear. And Lord, we want to receive that victory today. We want to live in the resurrection today. We ask that you'd speak to us, Lord. We ask that you would, would come and live in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.